Hi, and welcome to Bloom Notes in Bloom. I'm Jen Lafrette. I'm a writer, author, and the founder of Write Current. I write and publish soothing and supportive life enhancement guided reflection journals, digital art prints, and programs that help women 25 to 65 plus get out of their heads and into their hearts with words that matter. Your vision is yours alone. When I chose to release everything that wasn't a match to my values or goals, I allowed myself to align with what was in harmony with them. In the renewal of that moment, I remembered that my vision was indeed mine alone. Not only that, but I knew that it was now and always had been worthy. The gift of space within the pages of my journal allowed me to uncover that awareness and reclaim it. I now know that it was all within me. I only had to look. If you're looking to reconnect, reclaim and celebrate your sense of self one moment at a time, then you're in the right place. My goal with this podcast is to help you navigate this season of your life with soothing and supportive conversations to guide you as you root in your sense of self and bloom within. I'm so glad you're here. Welcome everyone to the Bloom Notes and Bloom podcast. I'm so excited to bring you Kiara Moore. Kiara is a clinical social worker and equine assisted therapist in Queenstown, New Zealand. She offers traditional room-based counseling and nature-based counseling. She runs her own private practice called Aspiring Therapy and is most passionate about supporting women who struggle with their mental health, find a sense of belonging. Thank you so much for joining me today, Kiara. Thank you for having me on. This is so exciting. And I, as I was saying before we hit record, I'm based in Ontario, Canada, and you are in New Zealand and we connected over Instagram, which is Mm -hmm. such a wonderful platform really for connecting people around the world. Mm -hmm. And I was sharing that for the month of April, we're really journeying through vulnerability and really learning how to trust ourselves again and reconnect to that sense of self-integrity and, and trust and respect. And I was sharing with you that I was so excited to have you on today because you work with horses Mm -hmm. and you help people reconnect to themselves through the therapy that you do. And, And the horse is such an integral part of that. And in Canada, it's, as I was sharing, it's not as readily accessible as it appears to be in New Zealand and Australia. So I'm just so excited to have you on and just like, just start from, just start from the beginning here. I know, but seriously, like what led you to, I guess, discover like that you wanted to do like not just traditional room-based therapy, but to have that connection with horses and to introduce others to that Mm. so I grew up with horses um, and then I kind of strayed away from being with horses um, and went down the traditional route of um, study Um, and in my profession I started to realize that a lot of clients that I was seeing were disconnected from from nature and from from themselves really Um, the field I was working in was um, severe and persistent mental health. And I started developing in my workplace, like walk and talks, um, where I would take clients on walks in nature. Um, And then I just saw this amazing opportunity to go and learn equine therapy. Um, And I just felt like it was a real coming home for me since I grew up with horses and Um, I thought integrating that with my therapeutic practice would be amazing um, because a lot of my clients say that they also uh, really connect with animals more Mm -hmm. so than they do with humans. Um, And that really led me to being an equine therapist. That's beautiful. And so much of what you said there, I love that you developed the walk and talks in nature because nature is such a grounding tool for us, right? Like when you're feeling, you know, the overwhelm or spinning, like often when we get out into nature and like root into the dirt, like put your feet in the dirt, touch, you know, the water. And and it's just such a, it shifts your energy. And then to obviously have someone like you doing that walk and talk as they're already shifting their energy 
is just such a brilliant idea to do that because oftentimes if they're in, you know, that enclosed space, they're inside. And if they come in and they're not, you know, maybe they're feeling unsettled, you know, it's nice that you can say, Hey, let's go and do this because that's also like a strategy that you're giving them to use in their daily life, right. To pattern Mm -hmm. interrupt themselves. And especially when you had said, you know, bringing it back home to horses and how you had grown up with them, you know, just as connecting with animals is such a great bridge for people that want, if you're listening and you're struggling to connect, you know, interpersonally with other humans in your life, like having that outlet to connect to an animal and to help that and have that animal really help you to connect back to yourself. Mm, Absolutely. Yeah. And horses really have this ability to just be non-judgmental and accepting of who you are. And what's interesting is when you turn up and you're not who you are with a horse, they don't understand. They don't understand why you're acting a particular way that they can't pick up on. Mm-hmm. That's true. I had, I was sharing with Kiara, I had a horse, my very first horse experience in September. Cause I decided, you know, I wanted to, I wanted to explore this. I wanted to give it a try. And my experience with the horse was just that, that, you know, it reflects back to you how you are feeling. Mm. And it almost felt Kiara, like it holds up a mirror and shows you perhaps what you don't want to look at. You know, Mm. when you think you've got all the things settled and you're totally fine, like after every single horse lesson, I cried in my car (laughs) because things, and it wasn't for those of you listening, it wasn't because it was bad. That is not it. It was wonderful. And I cry in my (laughs) car after every lesson because emotions come up right? Mm -hmm. Because the horse just brings up all of these emotions and, you know, they have all of these lessons to teach. And really that first part of the journey so much felt like acceptance, like Mm -hmm. accept where you are now, you know, for me, accept that your legs and arms aren't doing the right thing, you know, and, Mm -hmm. and be okay with that to be Mm -hmm. like, to have that beginner mind again. Absolutely. And horses that highly sensitive creatures uh, because they prey animals. And mm-hmm. so they're really tuned into the here and now. And so they do, they do pick up on what you're, what you're displaying, whether it's emotionally or behaviorally, and they do mirror what's going on for you. They do. I mean, it was funny because I remember my horse coach was saying, you know, because my hips were tight. That was just, she said, your hips are tight. And I was like, oh, okay. Okay. And then I remember Nevada, the horse, she started speeding up a little bit. And I was like, Haley, look at what's happening. And she's like, it's because you opened your hips (laughs) because when you're so tight, but it was, it was also, I feel like horses so much for, for humans, when you're in that partnership, it's almost like body work, right? They're Mm -hmm. almost showing you where you're holding that tightness because I wasn't again, walking around. I said to Kiara before, when we started, you know, you don't realize how much we're disconnected from our body until you get on a horse. And then they basically mirror your stiffness, your, you know, tightness, and they're not going to go because Mm. you're blocking them, right? Mm -hmm. You have to be like in partnership with the horse. Absolutely. And what I find is the first time that um, someone gets on a horse, it's, such a rush of energy and it's and in my practice I really focus on on exploring that like what's going on for you right now um what's popping up for you when you when you first get on that horse Mm -hmm. yeah that is true there's nothing like that when you first get on and and, you know you're (laughs) they're walking along and you're just sitting there and like it's just I think everyone needs to try it you know, Mm. everyone needs to try it because it really was such a reminder to be here now. Like, Mm. as you said, they're always in the moment. And so often, you know, it's easy to get in your head and be thinking about all the things you have to do and your to-do list. But with the horse, 
it's that invitation. No, pause, be here and feel it all in your body, right? Like to open completely, allow yourself, like you said, to open up. And then when you do open up, be prepared with Kleenex in the car after, because like <laughs> the emotions rise, mm, but then, you let, then, you know, having someone like you as the emotions are rising, like what's coming up for you right now? Like you're mm. allowing people to process like you, mm. like in partnership with Kiara and the horse, it's an invitation to process your emotions and release mm. like things that aren't serving you. And it's funny because I know like so many women, when they're navigating change and they're relearning to be that partner in their own life and trust themselves. And when you're not, if you're, if you're listening and you're feeling like, well, I'm not yet there with the, the self-trust and being that partner, the horse again, can be that bridge. Mm -hmm. It can be, as you learn to re like to take good care of yourself you can practice by taking good care of the horse. Mm, absolutely. And what I found is um, clients, they, they usually form a strong bond with the horse in the first session. Um, and they, they release emotion um, in the first session that would usually take a traditional room-based therapist five sessions. And that's because of that. Um, that self-acceptance that the horse allows that and also the non-judgmentalness mm -hmm. and that's huge right because that is just like oh, I'm just just like yeah like five traditional sessions mm -hmm. versus one session with equine assisted therapy like you know that is huge mm -hmm. for so mm -hmm. many people because it just it gets them in momentum faster. Mm -hmm. And, and also too, like, you know, when people start to see those benefits and the shifts in themselves, they're more likely to, you know, be that adopter and compliant, if you will, with taking that good care and showing up for themselves. And it's interesting, Kira, actually that thought that just popped into my head, when you feel like you can't show up for yourself, they're going to show up for the horse. Mm, absolutely. And that yep. is such like a powerful tool, you know, mm -hmm. because sometimes, you know, we, we all at different points have needed to show up for somebody else in tell, tell, we know really we're showing up for ourselves, but just tell yourself the story. I'm really showing up for Kiara or I'm really showing up for the horse, you know, and then eventually no, you're showing up for yourself and you always were, but it's whatever, you know, that just extends the narrative, right? If they need that extra support, it's there. Absolutely. Yeah. And what I find really interesting as well is if, um, if someone doesn't recognize what's going on in for themselves or um, what's going on in their life, they usually can see it in the horse. Mm -hmm. um, for example, they might say, oh, the horse is being really shy today and is walking away and is not interacting with other horses. Um, and then I can ask, do you find that you are shy in your everyday and don't want to interact with other people? And that can open up such a beautiful conversation. That is incredible. And it's so true, right? You know, because it's, uh, it's, it's so it's funny because it's so easy, Kiara, to project onto somebody else, right? Mm -hmm. Or to see somebody else's situation and to talk openly about it. But when that light, and I mean, I don't know, like, as you would know, traditional room therapy, that light is centered on you, mm -hmm. right? And, and you're there and it's on you and there's no other being, right? Like the horse to help you mm -hmm. even navigate that. You know, and yeah, it's just, and I mean, the, the horse, the energy of the horse and like their heart energy as well, like how expansive it is. Like it just, it envelops you really when you're there, like you are literally enveloped in love mm -hmm. with their heart energy that, you know, it just expands. 
think I forget what it is, but I think read somewhere it radiates out about four feet around them because of their herd and they know when the herd's heart energy is off because of danger. But yeah, so just knowing that, knowing how in tune they are with their own heart energy that, you know, and you get to be a part of that. And mm. I think that's also where the tears come from because like you're there, I, as I shared, you know, 30 minutes for me or 40 minutes. And it really felt like, you know, just that full support. Mm. Absolutely. And what I find um, or what I've found is a lot of people really experience that feeling of, of love for the first time when they're with a horse, mm-hmm. or it can be for the first time. And that's so powerful, so powerful for them to experience that. It really is. You know, it really is. And in, in the work that I do with the journaling, a lot of women, you know, are working on different things, but some of them, it's that telling people they love them, like that Mm -hmm. expression of love. And I'm just thinking like with the horse, as you said, they're feeling the love and they can express the love Mm -hmm. and have that feeling without the added, how will this be received? Because that's totally removed. You're not going to be rejected from the horse. Right. And I just think about like how powerful that is anything that someone's working on expressing to be able to express that to the horse and have someone as your like yourself processing with them. How does that feel? What's coming up? All these different things. Like when they do have that you know, in person with another human being, they're going to have increased confidence with their delivery. They're not going to be creating, you know, unhealthy narratives that don't support them around how this might be received. Like they're allowed They're. It's almost like they're being able to practice before they deliver it. Mm, absolutely. And that's really what a lot of my work is about. It's about how can we integrate this into your everyday life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that is so important, especially with people who are learning to reconnect to themselves and how to connect to others. Because we often, if you're disconnected from yourself, chances are you will struggle to connect with other people because you're not even aware of what your own needs are, mm-hmm. you know, let alone expressing them. And so, yeah, with the horse, as you said, because they're a mirror of your behavior and and your emotions, they, if you're not aware, the horse is making you consciously aware. Mm. And then Mm -hmm. you are there as the guide to help the process. And almost like, I'm just picturing like, you know, like you're sifting through different things, right? (laughs) Like sifting through and, you know, helping them to I, the word that was coming to me and I kept losing it, it's scaffolding Mm. so much of what you are doing with the horse, with all the conversation, it's scaffolding, right? It's helping them to like build out what they need with that expression. Mm, Absolutely. And a lot of my work um, is around um, being able to regulate yourself as well, because Mm. horses, they are flight or fright creatures um, because they are prey animals but they have this amazing ability to regulate themselves and as we call it go back to grazing Mm. Um, so I always um, tell my clients to uh, be more horse and that might include doing a big out breath like horses do like or um, kicking out a back leg Um, yeah horses are great demonstrators I love that. I do the horse breath sometimes too, especially with writing, like, cause sometimes it's just too much and just like, yeah, just to do that release. Cause you mm. do feel that release. And I love that you mentioned that so much of your work is around the emotional regulation because that, um, again, navigating change that is so huge, right. Is learning mm. how to identify your emotions and and bring yourself, allow yourself to feel that full range, but to bring yourself back to center, mm-hmm. you know, especially uh, like many of the people listening, they have young children, right? 
we've all been there at different points with meltdowns. You can't co-regulate a child if you can't regulate yourself and, and learning to navigate. I mean, you know, we've all navigated change globally for two years with the pandemic, but learning how to, like you said, go back to grazing, it, it just regulates so much in our body, right? Because it puts us back into that state of ease. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Definitely. And if we can captivate more of that in everyday life, um, it would be a lot easier to navigate change. It would be, it really would be, you know, and learning to pause, mm. you know, really learning to pause. Um, and, and yes, activate that awareness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The horse is a brilliant, if you've not, if you're listening and you're on the fence of, well, maybe I'm too old to try. No, there's no, there's no age limit on trying and it's worthwhile to, you know, have that lesson and, and have the appointment and just see, just give it a try because it's amazing what it activates. And I'm sure as you do know, in your work, like it activates different things for different people. Mm, Absolutely. And a lot of what I do as well is a lot of boundary work and relationship building. Um, And that can be as like experiments with the horses, like noticing where the horse likes to be touched and where it doesn't like to be touched um, and being okay with that um, is really, really good development. That's wonderful because that's another thing that a lot of, a lot of the listeners boundaries are like years went up. I know it because that's something learning to create healthy boundaries for yourself, learning to identify like, you know, what feels good to you Mm. and what doesn't. And to, you know, really look at boundaries, not like a barbed wire fence, right. But more about allowing good things to flow in, like the things that are supportive of you and uplifting for you and, you know, help you regulate your emotions and help you, you know, have those positive, productive conversations, you know, and respond instead of react, like, boundaries just guide the relationships so well. And, you know, I used to think before I had good boundaries that, oh, a boundary. Oh, that means that I'm not being, you know, oh, that's blocking. Like we think of sometimes it's easy to think of blocking, Mm -hmm. but in reality, if you flip that, it's really telling people what you need Mm -hmm. to, you know, participate in the relationship, the conversation, the work, like it's, it's a tool. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And it, and boundaries keep you safe as well. They do. Um, I, I start very, like most of my sessions talking about um, safety and boundaries and, and how um, if a horse is getting too close to you, you put out your arm or you move away and it's, Um, and it's your no, it's, that's, that's not okay with me. I love that. And then when you're practicing that with the horse, you're going to feel again, that confidence is going to kick in, in your daily life. Where do you need a boundary here? Where is Mm. someone coming too close or, you know, not respecting you. And, and really, I think boundaries really come down to respecting ourselves too. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, no, the horse, honestly, it's just, I just love it so much because it's just like, it's just such a tool. It's a versatile tool, a living, breathing animal that cannot speak to you and yet does speak to you every time you show up in body language and just in the feelings that it creates within you. Like it's an unspoken language in the interactions Mm -hmm. yep and yeah so many different things can show up um and even um if a horse walks away from someone and that activates like loss and abandonment that's so important to explore with the client um and I find a lot of the time um clients come to sessions and they they have uh, something that they want to explore but halfway through the session the horse has activated all these things that are popping up that it's completely different to what they've walked in to the session wanting to explore. And it's 
yeah, it's really equine therapy has an ability to help you realize what's truly um, needing to be worked on and what's what you've got to explore on that day in that moment. And I love that, you know, the way your practice is, it sounds that there that's possible. It doesn't have to be, it's not a certain script say Mm. it's literally, you know, practicing that present moment awareness of what do they need right now in this moment, and then moving them forward with that, which I think is great because it's also showing people it's creating flexibility, Mm. you know, in, in them, if, I mean, you know, if control cure is an issue with any of your patients, clients, you know, that flexibility of, oh, I thought that I needed to work on this, but in reality, this is what's more pressing. You know, it's teaching them again to trust themselves and to realize that whatever comes up for them that day, that is to, to follow their intuition and, mm. and follow where that's going, you know, mm. and to not stuff it down because they had another plan or because it might be different than the plan, because I think flexibility, well, flexibility helps to build resilience as well, um, in ourselves. And it's just, it's, it's really tuning into what they need, you know, Mm. and allowing that authentic expression of it and trusting that, you know, you and the horse are there to support them in this journey and Mm -hmm. that they don't have to see the end to start. Absolutely. And it's so funny, Jen, um, before I start a session, I usually have a rough idea of what's, what I'm going to do, what's going to happen. Um, and then I say, I'm just going to trust the horses in the process. And it ends up being completely different from what I thought was going to happen. And suddenly the, the client is more drawn to a different horse. And I just have to just trust that that's what's needing to happen. That's the process that process that needs to unfold today. I love that. And I feel like, I don't know, my intuition on horses is that all horses have different lessons to share. And so it's so interesting that you said that sometimes they're drawn to a different horse. It almost feels like intuitively guided to this horse with this lesson to share, you know, and yeah. And, and like you said, trusting that that's going to move them forward. Mm, Absolutely. Beautiful. Yeah, and you're so right. Um, Different horses have different natures, but they all have something to teach. Um, One of the horses I work with, he's a big horse and he has really good boundaries Um, and he can move away from the other horses if he wants to. And I find that the clients who struggle with their boundaries, they really want to work with him. They really want to learn from him as well. That's wonderful. Yeah. And see, that's so great that they can see that too. And then they can realize that, you know, this, this horse will help me with boundaries because look at his boundaries, right? Mm. Because we're always looking at, we're looking to people that have what we desire. Right. And so it's so beautiful that we can also see that in the horse, you know, that this horse has good boundaries. I want to work with him. I want, you know, to learn from him. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah. That that is really beautiful. It is like, I'm just, yeah, I am just, oh, because it's it's just like just all the different things that you've explained that people can work on, Mm. you know, and it's just because I think so many, so many people think, well, I'm going to have to spend years in therapy, (laughs) you know, I'm going to have to spend years in therapy and I don't know that I want to do that traditional method. I don't know if, you know, talk therapy air quotes is for me. And so here having you on today and sharing this, that, you know, there's another way Mm. that you can access that talk therapy in a way that, you know, provides you with a partner in your program. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. It's wonderful. And it's particularly wonderful with um, people who, who, have past trauma um, because there's a lot of um, somatic therapy and a lot of touch involved um, with a horse and it gives um, like a safe place to explore touch with a horse and figure out 
where a horse doesn't like to be touched, where it does, um, how that relationship feels to that person. I love that because that is something that so many people struggle with and Mm -hmm. how to overcome that and how to heal from that and to move (laughs) forward and to just know that it's possible like to have equine assisted therapy support that Mm -hmm. is just tremendous. Absolutely. Yeah. Release. And, and also knowing that the horse is really there to help you heal Mm -hmm. that past Mm -hmm. trauma and the past experience Mm -hmm. that I can just imagine how powerful those sessions are and how much release occurs definitely yeah I I usually end those sessions crying as well because it's so powerful (laughs) I would think so I would be actually thinking like I would be crying (laughs) but at the same time knowing like that's forever changing someone's life Mm -hmm. you know that that horse your care as well and guidance to help them heal and move forward you know and not be stuck in that past trauma and not be limited, I think also in the way that it can be released, right? Mm. Because maybe people haven't, you know, if you've experienced trauma and you're looking to move beyond it and you haven't thought about this as a possibility, like now people listening, that's a possibility to explore that. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. I definitely encourage it. Mm -hmm. It sounds like you work really with the full gamut of everything that anyone could work on yeah absolutely yeah there's yeah it's always um something interesting and and every single day is different which I love that's wonderful and is it mostly individual sessions or are there group programs um there's group programs as well I do know some equine assisted therapists that do um couple work Oh and, wow. yeah, yeah, and that's quite beautiful. Um, a, a quick example is um, we work with the horse and just noticing when the couple's walking with the horse, who's the leader and who's more focusing on the relationship with the horse. Um, and we swap roles and we see um, how that dynamic is. It's really interesting. That's very interesting. Oh, I just love that too, because you just think, again, the horse can provide, I don't want to say the buffer, but kind of the buffer, right? Like the horse can provide something tangible to focus on, to focus mm-hmm. the energy, the attention. Well, the co- like potential conflicts are addressed, communication styles and skills are addressed and worked on, but it feels like a beautiful way to not be pointing fingers at the other person. And to be really focusing on that horse while you're having, for some people, can be challenging conversations. Absolutely. And yeah, I definitely agree. Um, I really see the horse as a co-facilitator um, and it's so true. And um, it can really help couples just work on work on that relationship building as well as realizing who has a tendency to take charge and who has a tendency to not say what they really mean or do what they want to do. That's huge too, to not say what you really mean. And yeah, I've been there. Cute. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> saying what I really wanted or, you know, you say it's okay and it's not okay. And like, yeah, to have that facilitation and the co-facilitator with the horse, that is so powerful mm-hmm. and changes their relationship, you know, because mm-hmm. they're able to relate to each other better through their relation to the horse and without the, the finger pointing. Mm, Absolutely. Yeah, no, that's great because especially again, I'm just thinking like, you know, visualizing that you're working when you, when that's happening, you're able to, to unpack the behavior with that horse, as opposed to like, you know, drumming back into something that happened in the past. Mm. right because that's where people can tend to get their backs up well now you're you know didn't you let that go or what have you but yeah when you're able to see these behaviors as they're unfolding with the horse and then talk about them in the context with the horse (laughs) 
that is so smart a and then it just you can see how that they would be also able not only in the session but after the session reference that remember with the horse what they suggested so again it puts the pressure off of the two individuals and lets the horse really do you know the heavy lifting if you will of (laughs) the conversation piece Mm. around it absolutely and it really really draws in that um that present moment awareness and just being self-aware of the habits or the patterns that you've gotten yourself into and they'll, they'll show up during session. Um, we don't have to go deep diving into the past to, for it to show up during session. Just when a couple walks with a horse, I can see like the push and the pull and, and what's happening. Um, yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> For everyone listening now, they're going to be Googling couples therapy with horses. <laughs> it's amazing. I mean, you know, when you think about the couples therapy, traditionally, you think about perhaps going and it's in a room on a couch and, you know, you're talking, um, taking turns, but there's the elephants in the room, Kiara, but that's about it, right? Like there's that, the weight of it all you know, Mm. the weight of what's not working well, you know, or maybe they're proactive and they're, you know, there because they want to have excellent communication. So it's the pressure to be proactive, which is also a weight. So it's nice to know that there is a tool out there, you know, with equine assisted therapy and couples, you know, to have those conversations and to unpack the behaviors and, and learn new skills. And I love that you can just tell when they're just walking. <laughs> Everything's fine, Kira. I don't know what you're talking about. The, I don't know even know why we're here. And you just watch them walk away. Like, okay, I know yeah. where we're going here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's so interesting, Jen, as well, because um, what I teach a lot about is seeing the horse as another being yes. um, rather than a, than a it or something to use for sport Um, and when I get clients to refer to the horse as just another breathing um, being just to be around um, and not to force them to do anything and to be fine with how they are and like if the horse can accept you how you are then why do people find the need to try to change the horse to try to change what the horse is doing and yeah yeah no it's true you know, and how much more they can learn from the horse when they choose to see it as again, that partner in their life, right. That partner that's wanting to help them heal in so Mm -hmm. many areas. I think what struck me most about the entire conversation is how healing Mm -hmm. the horse is in helping with so many areas that people are hurting you know, and that they have that desire, you know, to reconnect to themselves, to trust themselves, respect themselves again, you know, be that partner and they need that support and that the horse is there, you know, Mm -hmm. with you an equine assisted therapist to help guide them. Mm -hmm. And, and through, as you'd said at the beginning, you know, emotional shifts that traditionally may have taken five sessions, You know, you're seeing in your practice that in one session, you're noticing that, you know, all the things that have come up and how that wouldn't have been released for five sessions and how many people Kara stop before session five, because Mm. it's not working for them, you know, or Mm. they like air quotes, they assume it's not working. I should be farther along, you know, but the horse really puts everything under a microscope in a beautiful way. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And what we're finding is um, clients are more likely to return to equine therapy than room-based therapy. I believe that. I really believe that because, well, it's different, but it's also fun. Can we say Mm. the fun word in therapy that equine assisted therapy is fun, you Mm -hmm. know, because it takes you 
it gets you outside of your head, right? Mm. It really gets you to be in the present moment, you know, and to enjoy the time with the horse, even if uh, heavier emotions are coming up, you know, you're still having that one-to-one time with the horse. You're having that one-to-one time with you and, and it removes the pressure, right? Because again, that horse can be the focus, even Mm -hmm. if you're talking about you and what's going on that horse, when you can put that, I mean, just thinking like putting your hand and touch, like we talked about touch earlier. Like if you're having, sharing something difficult with you, having your hand on the horse, like Mm -hmm. you're it's accessing comfort in difficult moments. Mm, Absolutely. It really is. Yeah. And just having, having a, a big beast to, um, to sit with what's going on with you and Mm -hmm. to, and I often find when you're upset, the horse leans in to comfort you. Um, it's so powerful. Yeah. Right. And there, and it's, it's having someone, as you said at the beginning, bear witness to our story and not judge us and love us anyways, no -hmm. matter what. And there's so can be so few spaces that feel safe enough to be vulnerable to and allow yourself to be seen for who you are and not, you know, that mask facade that you're wearing, you know, to pretend that you're okay. You know, Mm. it's okay when you're with the equinus therapy, it's okay to not be okay. And when you show up pretending that you're okay, the horse knows you're not anyways. So that's going to be revealed (laughs) in the first you know, five seconds. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I really like, I, I had eight sessions and, um, it's cold in Canada right now there's snow. So I'm looking forward to starting back in the spring, but, you know, I remember, um, pretty much right away, Nevada, whenever I would get on her, she, she would just start to go. Right. <laughs> and it was my reminder, get up and go. You know, because I'm not somebody that will always get up and go, Kiara. Sometimes I'll overthink and overthink and overthink. So I found with Nevada, it was like, nope, you're going to get on and we're going to go and we're going to start. And she would take lots of breaks too. Cause she was like 20 and she makes me think of, um, like she's a, a, a mare, but she makes me think of like, you know, a middle-aged woman who just knows herself and mm-hmm. doesn't give a, you know, what a <laughs> about anything because she just knows herself. And you know what? That's exactly what I needed. I mm-hmm. needed when I was with her to be in the presence of a woman who knows herself, who's confident, who does what she likes unapologetically because the Hormana horse drinks this she took or just stopped and you know she would go over she loved the horse coats so she would go over and want her to like pet her and stuff it's just so cute but you know she just knew what she wanted mm-hmm. and I thought yeah so for eight weeks I got to be in the energy you know if I asked the question how would I be if I showed up as a woman who knew what she wanted mm-hmm. did what she wanted and was unapologetic about it, what would life look like? Mm-hmm. The podcast was not a thing until after my sessions with the horse. Wow. So there That's was incredible. a bunch of different things that opened up. And one of the journals that I wrote, the root notes journal, Nevada, the horse actually has a gratitude note as does the horse coach in there. But yeah, it's just made me realize I would write this, you know, mm-hmm. and then I would, I would create a podcast and I would talk about it from eight sessions, Kiara with a horse. Right. Mm-hmm. And you're, and she's, and Kiara's nodding her head, like, yep, not surprised at all about this, <laughs> you know, because, and it sounds like, you know, if it's one session is, I mean, this was not equine assisted therapy, but you know, it sounds like maybe I had 40 sessions of therapy. <laughs> eight <laughs> weeks. I don't know, but it certainly felt I learned something every time I went about Mm -hmm. me and it was always exactly what I needed as, as you said, in that moment. And so much of, of the lessons that I gained was be here right now, feel it in your whole body, get up and go. (laughs) And, and 
allow yourself to be guided beyond what you think is possible for you. Because on Mm -hmm. the very last session, um, you know, I got to go on, I guess a hack it's called down the road and, and into a field, like an open field with, um, Haley and Nevada. And that was huge for me because Mm -hmm. we like trotted down the road and I'm thinking, my gosh, like I'm sitting on a horse right now and I'm not in the outdoor ring. I am on the road. We are going on a field. We went down a little hill, you know, and it's just like, wow, let yourself be taken, let yourself be guided and trust, right. Mm -hmm. Trust yourself to, to allow that to happen. That literally, I, I just said to Haley, like, thank you so much for ending that session like of that eight weeks like that, because I wasn't expecting that. Mm. I told her Kiara at the beginning, I would have been happy just like, you know, touching the horse and petting the horse <laughs> for eight weeks. She's like, oh no, we get you on, on week one. She's like, that wouldn't <laughs> be happening because so much is uncovered when you do get on the horse as yeah. you had shared at the beginning, you know, it's that rush of energy. Mm. So I, I, yes. Absolutely. Yeah, that's wonderful. And it sounds like such a wonderful way to finish off your sessions as well. It was. And I always have this feeling that the horse knows as well, like how much that you've developed. I think so. I do think so. Yeah. It's, I called Nevada the life lessons horse (laughs) because that's really what she felt like, you know, she, um, she was one of the horses that Um, Haley said was often chosen as somebody who's never been on a horse. They might have a slight fear or nervousness. She was always that horse. And it's funny because I know you had said that you find people bond well with the horses. So after my first session, I, you know, wrote and said, I'd love to do more with Haley and Nevada. And then I remember on session two, I said to Haley, Oh good. It's you and Nevada again because Mm. I didn't know if maybe it was going to be the bait and switch where we're going to give you this great experience with (laughs) alien Nevada, but you're really going to be with this other horse over here. And she's like, no, she's like, you know, we do honor people's requests. And I think Mm. like you said, it's that comfort that's built that trust that's built like, like that on the session one you know, that you look forward to seeing that coach in this case and, and the horse again. Um, and, and she was, yeah, I saw her every time and I got to see, um, her other horse that I'll be getting to work with in the spring. And he was wonderful. And like you said, very different personalities, Mm. different (laughs) lessons, you know, he's the type of horse I shared with Kira that I didn't feel that Nevada was really in my life to teach me how to ride a horse. It was really focused on that self-acceptance piece and letting everything go, right? Mm. All of the judgments, all of the, you know, oh, this is, I used to drive to the session. This is self-indulgent. I don't think you should be doing this. This is a little bit, you know, silly or you're too old and all the negative, you know, self-talk that goes on. And then I, I kept driving to sessions and it went away after week three, but, um, yeah, it was just to show up for myself. And like I said, you know, be in that presence of, of, of a horse who knows what she wants unapologetic, because that was really setting me up for what I was needing to embody. And I feel like the other horse Jiminy that I'll be working with in the spring really has this sense of trust. Mm -hmm. And he feels like the horse that will teach me how to ride a horse, you know, how to be confident and ride. And yeah, he had a totally different energy and he moves faster. So that was fun Kiara, to go like that little bit faster. Um, Yeah. yeah. That's incredible. And it's, and it's similar to what um, what you were saying about changing with the seasons yes. um, and navigating that change as well. And it sounds like you're ready to start that new change. I think so. I'm excited. You know, April's coming and I think I'll be back back on the horse because it won't <laughs> be freezing. It's so cold. It gets so cold here, like, you know, minus 17 Celsius. You don't want to be 
on the horse. <laughs> yeah, definitely not. Even in the indoor <laughs> arena. So how can we connect with you online? Where can we find you? Um, you can find me on my website at um, aspiringtherapy.co.nz. And you can find me on Instagram at Aspiring Therapy or Facebook, Facebook slash Aspiring Therapy. Perfect. And what is one first step forward for somebody who may be contemplating the idea of equine assisted therapy? What would you say for someone who's listened to this and they're on that fence and they're right next step forward? Um, I would say just to give the practitioner a call. Um, I know that a lot of a lot of thoughts, like you were saying, a lot of are oh, is this should I be doing this? Is this self-indulgent? Um, is this really for me? But I think um, giving that practitioner a call and having a chat can ease a lot of those those um, those thoughts. And yeah, you'll be thanking yourself for showing up for yourself. Absolutely. That's wonderful advice. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Bloom Notes and Bloom. Your presence and words matter. Stories connect us and are a comforting presence in every season of life. They are deeply meaningful, extraordinary, and sacred to the hearts and minds of those you choose to share them with. I'm so glad that Sharing Mine has created connections and friendships with women around the world. Your moments of joy, laughter, strength, resilience, care, and compassion are what make you interesting. Never shy away from sharing them within the privacy of your journal pages and openly with those you trust and those who are worthy of receiving them. It takes courage to live from your values. It takes courage to not settle for anything less than meaningful. It's powerful and tenacious to choose to be and live free and playful, to work from your vision and not to it. You are worthy of your desires. I'm so glad you're here. Make sure you subscribe so that you never miss an episode. And while you're at it, go ahead and share this episode with a friend. To share your takeaways, tag me on Instagram at bloomnotesinbloom. Want to help more women reconnect, reclaim, root, and celebrate in their sense of self with Bloom Notes in Bloom? Leave a review on your favorite listening platform. Make it a great week.